0: Welcome to the Professional Drinkers Podcast, brought to you by choosesunrise.co.uk. I'm Janet Hadley, and this is for you if you're an HR professional, a business owner, or a leader who'd like to explore the drinking culture in your workplace. I'll bring you lived experience stories, expert views, and tips for creating an alcohol-safe workplace without killing the buzz. Hello and welcome to the professional drinkers podcast. Welcome to 2024. I wonder how many people listening are doing dry January. It is the most popular time to stop drinking. And if you're an HR manager and you haven't got anything in your well-being provision about going sober or taking a break from alcohol, you are missing such a great opportunity to improve and support the well-being of so many of your colleagues. So it isn't too late. So make sure you head to choose Sunrise and download our 50 ideas for sober inclusive events or even go to our HR page and sign up to our portal of resources for HR managers. There is an absolute wealth of um, information, free webinars, downloads and PDFs to help you get started on this journey of adding alcohol to your wellbeing programme. And when I say adding alcohol, what I really mean is removing alcohol um, in order to improve the wellbeing of your colleagues. And really, it's about being inclusive and being really supportive of people who are choosing not to drink alcohol and making it easier for them, normalizing that choice not to drink in the workplace. We have the potential to reduce alcohol harm so, so much by making some small changes in the workplace. And as you can probably tell, this is my absolute passion. And I'm really delighted, actually, that I've got employers in my network now who are really excelling in this space. And the clients that I'm working with are doing fantastic things and really innovative as well. So, you know, virtual um, mocktail making. Um, I've been invited to host a panel later this month um, where we'll be talking about different people's journey to sobriety within their workplace. Um, I run Sober Curious Societies for employers where colleagues come together and share their experiences and support each other in their um, ambition to either reduce or stop drinking alcohol. Um, We've got bookings for teetotal tastings in the workplace, um, we're doing webinars and of course what I really wanted to talk about today was a little bit about our cultural audit. So as you probably know, if you're a regular listener, I run the Alcohol Safe Workplace accreditation program. And I wanted to just take a moment just to talk you through the very first step in the process of becoming accredited. So for a very small investment of just it's £300 plus VAT, you can get a really in-depth cultural audit for your organization. And what we do when we come in is we review four key areas so we look at your policy around alcohol but also we look at policies around well-being and we look at things like bullying and harassment policies gifting hospitality expenses and have a really broad look at how alcohol is treated in your organization so it's not just about having a policy it's thinking about it in a broader sense of what messages are people in your organization getting from the top about alcohol. We also look at what education you have available. Most employers will have a few bits on their intranet, maybe provided by their um, third party kind of EPA or something like that. And we'll get a holistic look of uh, what is available for people to educate themselves about alcohol. Then we'll take a deep dive into what support for individuals is out there and what it feels like to be an individual who is worried about their alcohol intake in your company. What happens when you go onto the internet and type alcohol? Do you get a punitive policy that tells you which disciplinary process to use if you're um, caught drinking or does it actually direct you to confidential and compassionate support? And then the final piece is pulling all of that together and looking at the overall culture. Um, One of my favourite things to do is interviewing the senior leadership team and understanding how alcohol is used as a reward, for example, Um, looking at things like expenses and what limits or or, or perhaps there are no limits on alcohol there might be, Um, thinking about what choices people are offered at workplace events, the number of workplace events I've been to where I've had nothing to drink but water if you don't drink alcohol, the list goes on. So it is a very thorough assessment of how, you know, the alcohol culture manifests in your organisation. And you actually get a score for each of those areas. And then the overall score is presented to you along with a very detailed action plan against all 12 of our standards that need to be met to gain the accreditation. And that action plan is handed over to you with no strings attached. You can do the work in-house. You can employ another third party to do the work or to support with some of the work, or you can do a combination of things. And what typically happens is for a smaller organization, they want things to be done for them. um, And I, you know, we can contract with you to come in and do the education, do the line manager training, write the policy, whatever it is that you need. Whereas for larger organizations, I tend to work on a more consultation basis with a day rate. And I might come in and consult with your L&D team, for example, to help you develop your own in-house training around this, which is then yours to keep forever. Um <clears throat> So there's different ways to do it. Um And there's, quite a few household name employers who are now getting really close to achieving this accreditation. And I'm super excited to be able to announce some of them. And I've got a bit of press interest as well. So it's not too late for you to be in the first wave if you think that this could be something for you. Um, And ultimately, what that is going to give back to your business is a badge that says we are an alcohol safe workplace. We want to attract and retain the very, very best top talent because we are inclusive of everybody, whatever they choose to drink. And when we consider that 39%, yes, 39% of 18 to 24 year olds are teetotal, that is a huge population of people who you definitely want to be targeting to come into your organisation. And believe me, as someone who has been an employee who drinks and an employee who is sober, I get about three times as much done (laughs) since I became sober. Um, So yeah, I definitely would recommend employing sober people. (laughs) They will cause you a lot less trouble, (laughs) fewer grievances, fewer absences, greater productivity, better mental health, better engagement. I mean, the list goes on. So if that's of interest, um, get in touch. Um, We've got loads of things going on this year. Um, We've got events upcoming. So every Friday, first, sorry, not every Friday, the first Friday of every month, we are doing a webinar all about the Alcohol Safe Workplace Accreditation. So if you want to find out more, you can just head to Eventbrite and search for either Choose Sunrise or Alcohol Safe Workplace and get yourself booked onto one of those events um, and find out more. Um, so on to our guest for the day. Um, I'm really, really delighted to welcome Jessa Francis de la Rosa, as she's called. She, she goes as Jessa Francis, but I love her full name, Jessa Francis De La Rosa. I I mean, what what a name to grow into. Um, So Jessa is a non-alk beverage expert um, and a consultant. She has a U.S. military veteran background. She's also a writer, a wellness coach, and a mother of three. So a little bit like me, really. Um, (laughs) Wears many different hats. Um, She's really passionate about helping others to live a mindful and authentic life, and. Um, to own their relationship with alcohol and their habits. And what I what I think is really interesting about Jessa is she describes her superpower as being able to have a conversation with you and ask you a few key questions and then make a recommendation for an alcohol-free drink that you will love. I just think that's fantastic, isn't it? Um, so I hope you enjoy this little exploration into Jessa's relationship with alcohol and how her time in the military played into her drinking habits um which i'm sure very many people who listen will be able to relate to so enjoy oh so welcome to my guest this week uh, we have jessa francis on the line uh, all the way from the other side of the pond um and jessa do you want to just say a few words to introduce yourself
1: yeah, absolutely. I am honored to be here. Very, very excited um, to be a part of your network and to like just getting to know you and it's been lovely. Um I run a um small business. Um my website is called intoxicated.world. Um, I I work in a few different ways. The main way is, uh, for example, I'm currently helping a new restaurant build an all-alcohol-free uh, beverage program. So we're building 12 uh, non-alcoholic cocktail options, and um, I'm helping just the <clears throat> the hospitality food and beverage industry get on board and capitalize on all of these amazing products. And, um, mostly it's about education, yeah. um, helping them understand what brands are available, what the product market fit is for them. Um, uh, pricing, uh, functional drinks is a big one because they're so popular, um, People are starting to just add that to their menu without saying, you know, pregnant women shouldn't necessarily drink this. You know, there's a lot of education that goes in. And then there's there's triggering and um, there's products that don't taste anything like anything that is the traditional. Yes. You know, Mm -hmm. so just inclusivity in general, helping businesses um, make. Um, make their way and navigate this new space and yeah. these new, new
0: products yeah it's a it's a great idea for a business because as the sober revolution gathers momentum <laughs> fueled by people mm-hmm. like us probably but it really is gathering momentum there's no doubt about it and there's a huge yeah. rise in like flexi drinking in the UK that's what we call it when people they still drink alcohol, but they might Mm -hmm. have like one or two beers and then have an alcohol free beer because they don't want that third one because they've got to get up in the morning. So bars and restaurants are like really struggling, I think, to understand how to tap Mm -hmm. into that market. And and actually here in the UK, I'd be fascinated to know if it's the same for you in the States, but there's quite a few barriers to entry so like the distribution networks are kind of Mm. all tied up with the alcohol companies so all they're really yeah all they're really getting their hands on is like the alcohol-free version of a big brand which is generally quite rubbish to be honest is it the same over there yeah
1: number one problem
0: yeah 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 yeah
1: because all the small brands can't break into these big distributors yeah and, and um and even the big distributors that are trying to like get on board they're they're not educated and they're picking products that are not that great yeah. and people are being disappointed um, you know, that the distribution thing is is a big issue, and because the economy is just not so great, a lot of these smaller brands are not getting the investors that yeah. they really need to grow to scale and yeah. that's. I, I, I see this being a, a slow you know issue but I do I do see the light at the end of the tunnel I do see um, a complete and massive shift happening uh, by the end of I would say like 2025 I would say most yeah. places are going to have a non-alcohol option the same way that there is gluten-free and vegetarian
0: yeah. yeah yeah i agree i think that there definitely will be i think the question is whether we'll get the benefit of all this huge entrepreneurial like outburst that has been in this sector or whether we're going to end up with the equivalent of like what Beck's blue in the uk which is literally the worst alcohol-free drink in the world
1: yeah no not not great yeah Um, well that's that's kind of the the hard part um you know over here america as you know this massive country is uh filled with people that are still new to this sober curious mindful drinking sober drinking lifestyle and all the products and everything and they're going out and they're trying the the one or two options that are there and like distributors have bought in and gotten the you know a a couple options and they're like wines that are just grape juice they're beers that are just not good yeah watery
0: and pasteurized (laughs) and and, that
1: one spirit and it's usually like seed lip and they're like well yeah. Yeah. But... I've tried
0: alcohol free and I don't like it. And it, right, it's so such it's, a shame.
1: It's <laughs> and so that's another part of my business is I actually give free consultations to you know one on one consumers looking to find their product.
0: Oh, uh,
1: So that people can, you know, they'll come to me and say, hey, you know, I I really. I traditionally loved margaritas, but I'm afraid it's going to be triggering for me. But I still want something citrusy and fun. And I can easily say, "Here's the RTDs. Yeah. Here's the, the spirits. Here's a, a couple of different recipes to get you started." Yeah. Um, and because I've tasted and tried, I Everything, don't know yeah. products. Oh well. <laughs> do
0: you know? I didn't know you did that. And I, I, I think. You know, I, I got a couple of new clients who are doing my 101 Days to Soap course who signed up this week. I was thinking, let's get you to speak to them and get, get them, their, you know, a really good alcohol-free alternative right oh, at wow. the start of that journey. It might really help them. That would be amazing. Yes.
1: That's the hardest part, right? Yeah. Um, non-alcoholic bottle shop, Sache, which is um, a, I mean, it's a big shop. People yeah. walk in and they think it's a liquor store. It's full.
0: Yes. And
1: um, people would come in and they would be overwhelmed. Like, where do I even begin? Yeah. And I did a tour, you know, and I've done that tour a a thousand (laughs) times. So it took them to, from category to category you know, let me. This is hemp infused. Here are adaptogens. Here are one-for-one one replacements. Here are botanicals. Um, here, uh, the RTDs, the beers, the wines, alcohol removed versus alternative. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, I'm like talking in en- encyclopedia for. <laughs>
0: I love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah, I love
1: it. <sighs> so, if
0: anybody's yeah. looking
1: for the right thing, that's what I've been doing
0: for yeah. the last couple
1: is helping people navigate this space and yes. find what they would really like
0: yeah oh that's fantastic what a brilliant yeah. service i love it but um it's i i'm gonna bring us back to a little bit more about how you ended up here so nobody um wakes up in the morning and decides to have an alcohol free consultation business without a bit of a story to tell so <laughs> let's find out a little bit more about what happened first (laughs) so tell me a little bit about like your drinking history when you started drinking and and Mm -hmm. and and even when it started to feel like a problem
1: absolutely um so um I grew up country bumpkin Mm -hmm. in the middle of nowhere grew up on a farm a very blue collar background both my parents were construction workers okay so Mm -hmm. um if anybody knows about that space, a uh, couple of beers after work is standard. Yeah. Um. So, um. Unfortunately, for you know my my father especially, it wasn't like one or two beers. It was twelve. Mm. <laughs> and yeah. um, but I I I never saw it as a real issue. Um. I of course at this at that time didn't understand the how bad it was for his body he managed it very well um and right after high school i joined the military and uh got introduced to the military drinking culture and um i you know i'm 18 two weeks after high school i had drank a little bit in high school um as most teenagers do yeah and um, so I went into the military, and I got stationed in Montana. Okay, and if you know where that is on the map, it is this massive state on the very top uh, western side. Um, and there's nothing; it's plain. Okay. And there's like there, like one restaurant and one one little grocery store. There's like nothing to do out there. Wow. So what did I do? Yeah, but have house parties course, and, I, yeah. and beyond that live in dorms like in the military you join in and you're living in a dorm everybody goes to work and everybody wants to be cool and have fun and they go to the dorm room and what do they do but get yeah. completely trashed and yeah. I I remember at one point I was wearing overalls and I fell over the couch, stood up, and my overalls did not come up with me. Oh, no. <laughs> oh God. All these embarrassing moments. Yeah. Um luckily I was kinda of by motherhood. Um I became um a mom and I had three children and I just it, it didn't It didn't appeal to me whatsoever, you know, I'm, I'm mommy, until my kids got older, they're all in school. And then I get introduced to mommy wine
0: culture. Oh, yeah, we have that loud and proud in the UK, just the same.
1: (laughs) Yes. And what what happens after that is you wake up every morning with this splitting headache.
0: Yeah,
1: no motivation. The house starts you know filling with unfolded laundry
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh yes I've definitely been there yeah and then you
1: together with all the other moms and sit outside and complain and drink
0: yeah it's really (laughs) just like baffling when you look back on it just (laughs) think why did I do that like my life could have been so much happier.
1: <laughs> oh, I mean, and the, yeah. And then it just becomes gossip and um, just being... It, you feed off one one another. Like, oh, my husband's and oh, my kids and that teacher and da-da-da-da-da. And it, it just got worse and worse. And luckily... Um, I don't know what I would say, luckily, (laughs) I, I ended up getting divorced and, um, I kind of got torn away from that and I ended up going back to school and got re-motivated and vigorous and wanted to, I actually have a, a degree from the University of Aberdeen in Scotland and I- Pulled away and, you know, started this whole new path. And um, anyways, one day leads to the next. And this very strange thing. I came back to the States. I didn't have a job. Couldn't get a job. Yep. And I'm a mother of three children. My ex has our kids because I'm trying to make my way in the world. And I start working something called TaskRabbit.
0: And at this Never
1: point, I'm not drinking very much, um, but I am drinking. And this task rabbit is basically like people will hire you to do things they don't want to do grocery shopping, building a new dresser, um, mo- helping them move or pack, um, yard work, etc. Et yeah, et cetera.
0: okay, and
1: yeah. I got hired, um, by Emily Heinz to paint her living room. Okay. And so I go in and I'm painting her living room. I'm like, yes, I have this degree. I just came back. I'm prior military. I'm just figuring things out. And she's like, well, I'm opening up a non-alcoholic bottle shop and I could really use somebody like you to help me. And I was like, okay. So I interviewed, got the job. Um, and I had always been, for years I had been thinking about, you know, wanting to be healthy. I would, I had always, you know, from the military had been physically fit and very active and doing all of this good stuff for myself, you know, working on healing and all of those things, but then hindering myself massively because of the drinking. Like, everything yeah. good that I was doing for myself, I ended up, like,
0: you know, might as well yeah. <laughs> like it. I, I'm just going to interrupt your story for a minute to ask you about the military for a minute. Because you've got to be in optimum health, haven't you, to be, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. to stay in the military. I mean, it's a physically demanding job. How do you think that the people who are, like, in charge can kind of... Like, why is there such a blind spot for alcohol as being, you know, it's undoing all of that health it, and fitness stuff?
1: It's a great question, Janet, because drinking in the military, and I think they're just, for some reason, just now they're starting to catch on.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah.
1: That alcohol doesn't help PTSD.
0: <gasps> Shocker. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And um, it's the same thing as, oh, oh, woe is me. I'm so stressed out as a housewife. Let's get together and chat and drink wine. It's the same yeah. thing. I've had this horrible long day at work. I'm covered in grime. Get me my beer.
0: Yeah.
1: It yeah. In the military, I've had this long day. I have I've gone at it. I've served my country. I've worked out. I've done this. And now... Let's go have a good time. We deserve it, boys. Yeah, let's yeah. go have our drinks. and it's camaraderie. It's like yeah. let's let's get together. Let's, you know, um and that's my thing about th- these products is it's taking um, that excuse where. Yeah. Like now, I can say, yeah, let's get together, let's talk, let's you know, let's celebrate, let's socialize, you know. Like, I want to take celebration and socialization away from alcohol.
0: Yeah. Why does yeah. that?
1: Why does alcohol own it? It.
0: No, it's wrong, isn't it? Yeah. yeah.
1: And but that... and alcohol
0: owns all the occasions, the happy ones and the sad ones. You know, have you ever been to a funeral where there hasn't been any alcohol? <laughs> Yeah. or a wedding it's just everywhere
1: oh yeah it, alcohol it's, it's just yeah <laughs> and but that's why mm. it's because alcohol equals relief it equals yeah. fun it equals yeah. uh, you know anything that we think is going to be good but it's not yeah
0: It yeah yeah.
1: yeah at all you know mm. and it's because it has. we get that good feeling at first
0: yeah 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 we it's do a drug. yeah exactly it, and and it's a drug that has been allowed to be marketed really by some of the cleverest and best marketeers in the world, um because the alcohol companies can afford the best marketeers in the world, and they're brilliant at it, and if cocaine was marketed to us in the same way, we would all be taking cocaine and saying it's not cocaine's fault that I feel like shit, it's not that, it's not that, it's anything oh, yeah. but that. Um, and that's we have this sort of yeah you know exactly it's we're at the same stage that smoking was at in maybe the 1920s or something where yeah it's gonna yeah so it's changing though it it really is changing like the world health organization putting out that advice that there is no safe amount of alcohol to drink right is the catalyst for change I think that's going to be a real pivotal moment
1: Right. Well, because, I mean, I think the last statistic statistic that I read um, was that it was close to 80 percent of non-alcoholic beverage consumers are still drinking alcohol.
0: Yes. Yes. So So people are doing this flexi drinking, aren't they? mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, yeah,
1: you know what? It's a step in the right direction.
0: It really is.
1: Really love, yeah. And um, just really excited that we are are moving towards. Yeah, we're 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 making progress. I I yeah. evolving, which is lovely.
0: Yeah. So yes, I agree. For me, yeah.
1: um, I I personally am very lucky. I haven't ever had an addiction, but yeah. um. You know, in, being introduced first at, to this as a mindful drinker, and yep. and you know, like saying how good it is that people are doing this flexi drinking, right? Is because once you get going, I went from yep. drinking uh, just a little less, substitute yep. a little more to yeah. doing it more and more and more and it got yeah. to this point yeah. where I was like why would I why would I have a traditional beer yeah. this is better <laughs> you know yes. what I mean like yeah. I like yeah. my alcohol-free beer is better so why yeah
0: they taste better why and do not have... they don't make me ill and yeah
1: you know like I'm still out I'm having a great time yeah. I'm having a better time Yes. I feel better yeah. the next day. I drive home, all of these things. And yeah. not only is my cognition better, my memory improving, I'm keeping off weight, you know, all, yeah. I mean, why? I mean, yeah. and I think that is the gradual thing and what more and more yeah. people are going to recognize, especially, and that's why I'm like free consultations all day. Let me help you find the right product. Because once yeah. you find those right products, you're like, Yes, this is delicious. Why would I want that? Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know? yeah. It is. It's such a game changer. When I look at my attempts to moderate or to stop drinking, the the biggest well there was a few differences with the, 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 the last time that I stopped, you know, the successful time. <laughs> um I did really properly plan and I part of that planning was having the right Um, drinks at home and I went a bit crazy I've probably tried nearly as many as you have because I tried everything everything on the market and then settled on a few favorites now but um I I still love trying new new products and there's so many there's new products coming out every week well it's fun too
1: honestly like it's fun to try new things as long as you know that it's kind of generally in the direction that you would want to go right um yeah. I, I know what I, what I loved when I was drinking. Like I, I really, I like an adult cocktail. I like something that is yeah. really robust and bold. And I, I know when I'm in the mood for that, but then I also yes. know when I'm like, I just want something light. I don't want something yeah. filled with this or, you know what I mean? There's always yeah. days where you're like, uh, it's Taco Tuesday. Give me my margarita, you know. Or,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> or I want, you know, just that. I want a beer, you know, like just yeah. I'm craving me some yeast. like. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So, yeah. What's your, what, have you got a favorite then? Have you got a favorite non alk drink? Uh,
1: yes, I do.
0: <laughs> Tell me. <laughs>
1: um, I don't believe it's in the UK anywhere, but it's called Rasa Spada. Um, oh, which is no, an interesting name. Like, uh, it's rassaspirit.com yeah. is the, okay. Is, and if you, I, on my link tree, um, if you go to oh, my, yeah. my Instagram, intoxicated.world and in my link tree, I have a discount code. Um, oh, brilliant. but it's, it is a, so entirely different from anything else on the market. It's so unique. Um, and also it is a hundred percent extracted from plants and actually does the opposite of alcohol. It will not take away years of your life. It will add to them.
0: It is so good for you.
1: It doesn't have sugar or preservatives or anything bad in it. And I can mix it with. I, I the black ginger I make espresso martinis.
0: Ooh nice. I can have espresso yeah. martini
1: for breakfast. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> and it's benefiting my body. I yeah. um the rose bergamot I mix it with sparkling grapefruit juice or I mix mm. it with like agave syrup and lime. Um nice. I make these really like flavorful robust adult flavored cocktails and I'm being good to me. Like it, it's literally benefiting me and adding years to my life because it's, um, it has reishi mushroom and shashandra berry and, um, different barks and herbs and, you know, everything good. (laughs) And so, yeah, I, I, I have like a, a morning, lunch and dinner
0: cocktail <laughs> <laughs> that's just no brilliant isn't it and... you're like this sober lush <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is me oh I love that it is me
1: and I'm so lucky <laughs> you know having uh, been in this business and and being so close to so many people um over in the UK uh my favorite um botanical is um Bax Botanics I, oh, yeah, I love great, the they? lemon verbena and the sea buckthorn. Yeah. Um, I love mixing it yeah. with Wilfrid's. I make all kinds of different uh, yeah, spritzes. Yeah, um, um, I'm Just they—they have been one of my one of my favorites since the very beginning. And um, yeah. it's just very light, very refreshing, very versatile. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Have you tried um, Crosship? I
1: haven't. You know, and mm, I, and I think yeah. it's because it's like, I can't find it here.
0: No. Yeah. No. So they've got one called Dandy Smoke, which is like, oh, it's just so warm. And like you say, it's like a real adult taste. Mm. Um, it's just, I suppose it's a little bit like a bourbony sort of, but it's not, it's not trying to be. Right. Some, it's not trying to be alcohol. It's It's completely its own thing. I love that one um absolutely love the dante smoke oh that that, sounds really good like you say yeah i'll have to look it up
1: because i i know that i've it was one that i saw um and read about i think they they even did like a presentation with a bunch of statistics that i've read
0: um and
1: then but i've never found it over here
0: yeah, we'll have to do an exchange, right? We'll have to get like, I'll get a box full of my favourites that you can't get in the States and you get a box of your favourites. Oh, and then yeah. I don't, yeah, we'll have to like post them and hope that they get through customs because like they probably look more suspicious than they <laughs> really are. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, no, um, I, I think that but that'd would be, be fun. amazing.
1: You know, they do those um, those boxes where you can get kits from, like, different countries, like all the different snacks and oh, goodies from different amazing. countries. Oh, yes. But yes. we just do the NA yeah. version of that. <laughs>
0: yes. I love it. Do you know what? There's probably a market for that. There's probably people all over oh, the world wow. listening going, yes. I want one. I want one from England and I want one from America. We yeah, <laughs> you could just do just beers yeah exactly oh yeah i mean i could give you probably 36 different beers oh my gosh in a pack. yeah well the, and every single one of them would be yeah amazing. well
1: and you would not be yeah. so impressed with the ones in america
0: though. oh really they're, oh what a shame
1: I, well i take it back <laughs> there is um there are there are some there are some they're getting yeah. better um untitled yeah. art is oh, you have to not and they have them so many different flavors so you know they they are getting better i i take it back um and and i think yeah that's one thing that's really exciting is these na brands for beer are typically like the um the craft breweries you know and that's you know because if like you go to walmart here and you go down the aisle and you know Budweiser has one Heineken um mm, uh, yeah. Corona everyone has uh, an NA version now but are they good
0: yes you know yeah no <laughs> no oh they yeah no, they're just they're really <laughs> jumping on the
1: bandwagon
0: yeah yeah exactly and it does worry me a bit that they're going to push out the the small guys but we're here to to, to prevent that from yeah. happening well the, <laughs> and,
1: the small guys yeah. taste better and anybody who tries them they knows do. so
0: exactly so yeah um and it's probably worth just mentioning the sober business network as well which is how we <laughs> met so jessa you joined the uh you're one of the first people to join the two sunrise sober business network and um it's really new it's a really new project for both of us but um It's probably worth knowing, if you're listening, that Jessa is going to be helping me with the USA side of things and helping me to make sure that we have a monthly networking meeting, which I'll be there. Don't worry, I'm still (laughs) going to be there, but I just want someone stateside as well to help me with it and to help me find more people in the US who might want to join. So. Um, I'm so delighted that you've agreed to help me with that. Honestly, I feel so. Oh, and, and, to and have I you. honestly, um, I'm just,
1: I'm, I'm honored. I'm really excited. I mean, and we talked about this a little bit. Was like, networking is so important. You know, it yeah. makes us feel good to have camaraderie, to feel supported in yeah. this space, to have somebody to shoot around ideas with, and to get, you know, even. being able to say, Hey, like you did the other day, I just posted this on LinkedIn. Any way you can like help me with this? Like that's phenomenal. Like all of us want that,
0: (laughs) you know? So
1: (laughs) getting that support. And then I, because you know, the UK and Europe in general is very dear to my heart. I, and being able to have that connection is just so beautiful. Um, and, i that's why i i picked a time that i felt like it would it's accessible for for anybody um mostly um i don't know about australia maybe a little tight (laughs) but
0: a little bit it's hard um, isn't it (laughs) yeah
1: they they could still make it if they if they really wanted to you know so um just making it so that we could all collaborate and talk together and um and help this, this community and this space thrive and see, you know, cause we were talking about how the di- distribution is such a pain yeah. and yeah. navigating yeah. that and being able to help one another and see this not grow at a snail's pace, but yeah. actually yeah. take off and, and help more businesses thrive.
0: Yeah, I agree. I've got some ideas as well. I th- I, um, yeah, I feel as though as a collective, we're just going to be able to have so much more chance to have influence um, in this space um, and to call out some of the, frankly, quite anti-competitive behaviours that are being witnessed by some of the smaller producers um, and say, it's not mm. OK, Um
1: yeah
0: (laughs) it's really not okay yeah well and
1: you know one of the things that who knows
0: what might I was
1: told when I first entered the space was you know they I was approached by people in the alcohol world and you know in the distribution space and they were just like it's so competitive it's so cutthroat all of I mean it's just kind of toxic and I love that in this sober community the brands are working together they're collaborating they're you know like yeah. they're helping yeah. one another. Yeah. And that's, that's was my experience as well. Like everybody was just so kind and loving and supportive yeah. and everybody was doing this from the heart, which made such a yeah. huge difference. They're not doing this. Yeah. yeah we're, we all want to feed our families, of course, but yeah. we're doing this because it's, it's a passion project, right? and they want Mm -hmm. to see a need fill a need actually and and it just makes you feel good about you know about the world and as we grow I could see a shift happening there and we don't we want to make sure that we're maintaining this this good feeling right we don't want to commercialize this to the point that it turns right into something negative
0: yeah exactly yeah but it's in a beautiful place and it's such a, it's such a wonderful mm-hmm. community to be a part of and to be able to influence. So I, uh, I think we were saying just before we started recording that we both feel this sense of being on the brink mm-hmm. of something really quite transformational yes. and it's such an exciting place to be. Yeah, so so, on the cusp yeah. of <laughs> watch
1: this. Yes. <laughs> on, the, on It's like the cusp of glory. And I mean, it's just like something wonderful yeah. is, is, is in the works on the horizon yeah. as it's like the um, waiting for the sunrise yes, it is which I love your name yes, choose sunrise. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> thank you <So. laughs>
0: yeah oh thank you and um I must finish by asking you what your favorite book is and why <laughs> because I have to ask all oh my guests well question.
1: <laughs> uh, I am I have my master's degree in creative writing and English. Um, I am an avid reader and a lover of literature. And um, I sadly say that I have no favorites. I don't have a favorite movie, a favorite color, or a favorite book. However, I'm currently reading this beautiful book called The Soul of Money. By Lynn Twist, mm. and I highly recommend okay. it. Um, it yeah. is not about. Uh, I mean, there is definitely some spirituality in there, but it it talks about how money is this man made thing. There wouldn't mm. we we yeah we created this, you know, and yeah. um and there's cultures that don't have any money and they're living perfectly fine and perfectly happy, you know, and it's just, it's a perspective. (laughs) It's a, which I love. I love anything with a perspective. There's a lot of memoir, you know, personal story where she Mm -hmm. shares like her time. Um, she fundraises to help, you know, uh, places find clean water and food and the fight against hunger and things like Mm -hmm. that. And she has been in every space from the lowest slums of India to the biggest mansions and people who have billions and billions of dollars and realizing that money doesn't help happiness in the big scheme of things. And, Mm. but yeah, beautiful book. Highly yeah. recommend it. Um I love that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I I became quite fascinated by this concept of money being completely man-made when I was doing my uh, A levels, which is like in you know, like your yeah. college years. Um yeah. oh, you know because you <laughs> went to Aberdeen University. You know what <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah. an A level is. Um, and I do I was doing economics and I learned that um when you know when money was first created it was backed mm-hmm. by gold so you could always go to the bank and swap it for the gold that the paper represented. Right. and no. that's not true anymore and so therefore what the hell is it and it kind of blew my yeah. mind it was like ah <laughs> oh, it's just it's not real it's like numbers on spreadsheets right. in computers it's not real and um i read um about you know the the awful awful revolution in cambodia um, the pol pot years um one of the things that happened in that revolution is that like all of the bank records were kind of deleted like so nobody there was there was just no like there mm-hmm. was just no money like no, nobody could go yeah. to the bank and get their money out ever and it, and it reset the whole country to kind of the same level um and i just think that's a really, it's a, obviously it's ho- horrific things happened right. in that revolution. But what a what a lesson about what money really is as well. Um, it's yeah, it is not. It, it has no soul, I presume. Is the conclusion? <laughs> Spoiler alert: the soul of money. Well, <laughs> he, that's, but yeah, he,
1: well, what's interesting even from that is we all have a money story. Right. And beyond yeah. um, the yeah. alcohol free space, I also work as a um, mindset coach and I help people realize that what the way you think about world what, what and the way you think about drinking, the way you think about money, the way you think about anything is based off of a ingrained dogma or story that you have been taught throughout your life. And so that's what you have to kind of ask yourself. What is my alcohol story? What is my money story? What is my, you know, story as a female? And what does that represent for me? You know, all all the things, right? Anything in life. Yeah, yeah. So it's getting back to that, like asking yourself and becoming self-aware so that you can tackle all of these different and navigate all of these issues yeah. you know because we're we're living in a in a space that's filled with depression and anxiety and feeding off social media yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> yep yeah we have to connect with with ourselves
0: yeah, yeah. it sounds like a very grounding piece of yeah. reading I, I'm gonna look that up and hopefully I can get oh, it here I'm in the sure. but yeah if not, you'll have to put it in the box with all the bi- with all the non alcoholic booze. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Yeah, and I'll return a book of mine. I'll have a look round, see what I think you'd enjoy. I'll have- I'll definitely yes. have something. Oh,
1: I would
0: love it. <laughs> book exchange, I love it. Oh, thank you so much for being my guest, Jesso. It's been such a pleasure to meet you and to chat with you. And um, I will make sure that all of the links to um, World, um, and also to your link tree and to the uh, yeah. of Spirit and, and the discount code. I'll make sure that um, all of that is in the show sub-stack,
1: notes. My I write about all of this. Um, so there's some oh, lovely articles yes. about uh, the functional drinks and the different adaptogens and nootropics, the differences between alcohol removed and alternative wines, um, all that kind of oh, stuff perfect. too. Perfect. So
0: yeah that's amazing oh thank You're you so welcome. much
1: i'm so happy to be
0: here <laughs> right. thank you so much janet <laughs> thank you oh thank you so much jessa for being my guest and you really must subscribe to jessa's substack she is such a talented writer um you can find her at jessa or one word dot substack dot um she is like i say fabulous writer and prolific as well, which puts out a lot of high quality content on a regular basis. And I just love reading what she has to say. Um, So final reminder, remember, if you are in an HR or managerial role, a leadership role within a business, head over to Choose Sunrise and sign up for our free HR resources and have a look in there and make a start on how you can start to think about adding alcohol um, into your workplace well-being program and if you need any support at all or you'd like to get on and perhaps go for that cultural audit I'm on hello at choosesunrise.co.uk and I would love to hear from you thanks so much for listening if you'd like to learn more about creating an alcohol safe workplace without killing the buzz visit choosesunrise.co.uk and head to the HR services page Let's end the stigma because nobody should feel afraid to ask for help with alcohol use.